Hey now, it's Don Saladino coming to you from AMI Muscle and Fitness Reps with my co-host, co-star, trying to fix his knob. I thought you had someone who can handle that. Knob. <laughs> thought you were going to fix you that? Uh, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. Are I was you sure? Just, I got the knob. I, can, I, I mean, listen, it blends nicely. If anybody around here can handle a knob, it's Don. The one thing that you told me you did was you said you handled it. You did not handle it. Yeah. Okay. So we're back again. handle it. <laughs> try and do this right for the let's do this now. umpteenth time. All right, let's, let's I don't know. Go. Maybe Enough. one day we'll actually get this and uh, we'll get it God, right. I'm nervous. Oh, my God. <sighs> Look at that hair, though. Maybe you should have worn a hat. I'm kidding. Just kidding. Trying to press it. I'm in that really weird stage of hair. Like, it looks like shit. Like, the shit stage. Okay. No product. Wearing hoodie. I'm wearing, like, beanies all day in bed. All right. We'll just get this out of the way quickly, Sex then. my wife with beanies um, on, but okay. So, we want all five people that watch this to throw questions at us. Yeah. You know, hit us up um, on social. Just You should go to Don, uh, at Don Saladino, because if you send it to me, it'll probably just go nowhere. You could do it on the muscle and fitness pages or wherever you want, basically. Uh, we're actually going to have a... Do we have an email address? Yeah. Reps at muscleandfitness.com. Reps at muscleandfitness.com. Do you okay. have a nail file? I have my teeth. Oh. Sorry. My nail broke. Did you bite your nail? <laughs> no, I just picked it. Huh. I get nervous. Um, yeah, so send questions. It could be about training, nutrition, health, uh, girl trouble, boy trouble. Don's an expert on everything, and I, um, I just am really good at kind of chiming in and picking apart what, we're going to uh, change that whatever. today though oh yeah oh don and i um was that drill that we did yes we, we, we did we did some we did some listening exercises um but it wasn't really to do with this basically if you've got s something you want us to talk about anything send it or you could send a video too that would be better and we'll play it on this screen I'd possibly play i'd love to play it yes i would okay. that screen did you notice it do you have a nail file his teeth all right, ready to go? I thought we just did. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, anyway, so no, for real, though, for real. Like, okay. We do. We want you to send in questions, um, and we will pick ones that we think are cool or funny. And I think what we're going to do is there are, it's going to get to a point where some of the questions we probably can't answer. We'll bring somebody I doubt in. it, but... <laughs> bring somebody in. I doubt it. Yeah, we can bring someone in. Well, so that's the objective. At some yeah. point, we are going to evolve this thing. I know you get sick of looking at me. How could anybody get sick of looking at Don with those uh, Cindy Crawford, with that Cindy Crawford uh, skin, whatever he's got? Someone told me I need to exfoliate more today. I think I'm going to start doing that. I don't think I'm exfoliating enough. Hmm. Skin's a little ashy. Hmm. Looks pretty good up there. We got a lot of beginner's topics to get through. Ooh, okay, let's start with one. At some point, we talked about Goody having a drops. timer. Should we still do the timer? Fuck the timer? For today. All right. Let, let's see if you guys can do it without the timer. All right, today. cool. Yeah. All right, so we got a bunch of beginner's topics to get through today. Um, thought this is good because these are things that we, they're pressing. What if we can't answer them? Beginner answers. Let's just ask. Let's just see what we, what we got. Right, I think yeah. I can answer it. All right, cool. Um, well... Let's start with just, cl okay, clean eating. Clean eating for somebody that wants to change their diet, somebody that's just like, uh, you know, eating a lot of processed foods right now or not eating at all or just, I don't know, eating shit. Is that what the colloquial is here? Basically, they have a shitty diet. Right. It's like low-hanging fruit. And I want to get your opinion on this because I'm very interested. I'm very interested to hear your opinion on this. But um, I, honestly, it's it just no lie to me. I hate when people say, like, honestly. You need to just start by removing um, 
base, some basic things. Like processed foods, I think, are one of the first things that you need to just just say this. Like the hell with measuring macros. So taking inventory of what you yeah, already Yeah, yeah. And you gotta get rid of from your house. Like yeah. remove all the crap. This is this when I want a cheat meal or I want like some cookies or ice cream, I'm forced to have to go out to the supermarket and get it. I do not keep that stuff in my house. So I make actual, uh, I make a, uh, it's like a production out of it. But like, you probably run there in like a sauna suit. So you burn Not necessarily. Like, I normally take the, I normally take the sauna and then I shower, <laughs> I get clean. I go, kids, we're going to the grocery store and I'll get like one of my favorite, you know, things to, to, to binge on, 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 you know, once, once a week or whatever. But I don't keep it in the house to where if I'm tempted or it's there. Yeah, that's the biggest mistake that people make is they, they leave all this inventory in their home. I mean, what do you what do you I mean, my my lowest hanging fruits, processed foods, like eliminating processed foods from your life, your house, you know, 99 percent of your week. What do you what do you what do you think? Uh, yeah, my my issue is probably timing. I forget to eat during the day. So there's times where I am so hungry, I'll literally eat anything. Like, I don't care because I'm so hungry and just delusional. And I know it's not healthy and I'm probably wrapped up too much in my work specifically right. also like you right. know, I have a newborn at home so like that's you think that's an excuse I know I know <laughs> Come on. I've talked I've, I've, I've already talked to her about like pitching in you yeah. know she's she's three months now stop crying like, yeah, go to bed on time around here, you I get know, it. sweep I get up it. do the lawn that's what I did yeah that's what I did oh uh, yeah so but, so, um, but you you're you think it's a timing thing with you you just you miss meals yeah, I miss meals to, and, and to and the it, point and of extreme to where I'm just like, I, I would eat your face off ravenous, yeah, right, if there right. was like the right spices on it. But it's like, you know, it. I think if I really was going to take him and I had a goal to do, like when I have a goal and I'm training for something and I'm trying to fuel up right, then it's it's a lot easier. And also like I can talk to my wife about, you know, prepping, you know, yeah. I can say, you know, hey, can you help me with this or sure. I'll, I'll, you know, be your sous chef and yeah, whatever. Sure. So we can kind of help out that way. Right. Um, but right now I'm still getting used to the whole timing of coming to work and still trying to rush out of here and get home before bath time for the kid, not her. You know, it's funny because most of the time people are like, you know, I, would, I would never tell anyone to have like a shake first thing in the morning because, you know, you're at home, you have the opportunity to eat real food and bring the shake in later on. Yeah. But if you're someone who is never used to eating first thing in the morning yeah. and you're like, I just, I, I, I get nauseous, I can't get it down, this and that, or I'm in a rush or whatever it is, let's start there and then let's start implementing. There's really basic things. Like you don't have to jump into, always jump into this optimal plan. Like yeah. what's the best plan? Like I almost tell people, you haven't proven yourself first with the basics. Like if you're one of these type A people where I can hand you something and you're going to follow it to a T, then more power to you. But the general pop isn't like that. Start by eliminating some basic things. Start by trying to eat your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Don't worry about eating every two to three hours. But when you say basics, you mean like we know we shouldn't drink soda. It's we know we shouldn't drink soda. soda. So get we, rid of it. We know we shouldn't be consuming processed foods. But it's also like, okay, some people when they do things cold turkey, they're more likely to, you know, revert back or like, you know, not follow or not comply. So right. if it's, you know, you, you know you got to get rid of soda, is it just starting to we've talked about well, why do you have to necessarily listen soda's not the best thing for you but if you're or uh, juice or soda. one of my one of my PGA Tour players that I worked with he would eat beautifully all week and after his last event on Sunday nights it was customary where he would go get ice cream and have a Coca-Cola but all week long he was doing whatever he wanted but it was just it was something that reminded him of as a, as a kid it was a tradition that he had in so after every event he would have ice cream and a Coca-Cola what kind of ice cream I don't know hopefully it wasn't anything soft serve I like soft serve. Rainbow sprinkles. I like rainbow sprinkles. I think it's an acquire. You know, I think it's it depends on my mood. <laughs> what do you like, chocolate or no, or a rainbow? Um, I like a twist with rainbow sprinkles. 
Hmm. That's it. Interesting. No, I like other stuff too, but that's like a go-to. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. No, I I like basic flavors, but that was his. That was his tr- tradition. That's what he wanted. So I'm like, done. Do it. Play well, especially if you win. Like, like have fun. But um, I think a lot of times we jump into these programs or these nutritional, you know, um, uh, we we get these nutritional thoughts like, oh my god, this is how, you know, Sean's eating, or this is how Don's eating, or this is how Jeremy Buendia for the Olympiad, and it's like that's cool. Like I get it, but you may not need that. I'm working with um, a, a good buddy right now. His name's Aubrey Huff. He played in the major leagues for 12 years. He won two World Series his last three years, I think like 2010 and 2000, whatever it was, like 13 or whatever Yeah, it was. what's he done lately? Well, lately. <laughs> I got a cool story about him, by the way. But, you know, his he's got a great build on him. He's looking to do a couple things, but we want to, you know, once a week he wants to go out and have a little bit of fun and – if it's a couple of drinks, fine. And if it's some food, fine. And why am I going to deprive him of that? He's not trying to get on a stage. Right. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to get his hormones optimal. I'm trying to get him stronger, more energetic, and where he's not craving crap during the week. And that in itself will be enough. Okay, but I think that's a good starting point, too. Getting your hormones optimal, right? Yeah. So I know there's no blanket uh, cure for everybody or whatever. There's sure. no, like, no, there's no, no, no strategy. That, but like, You're right. So, but let's just say there was, and we'll use him as the uh, the template, right? So how are you going to get his hormones uh, optimal with a basic clean eating, you know, program? Well, I mean, a, a couple ways. And with, with, I mean, it's not just the eating program. It's sleep. I mean, sleep. So yeah, yeah that's. I mean, so the first things I'm really looking at. Yeah, you look at stress as well. Yeah, like, I look, look at, at stress. I look at picture. sleep. I, I look at digestion. Uh, those are some really basic things that we have to. You know, the the training program I think is is so easy because we can change that up. If you're into general fitness, which the, the majority of the people out there are. You know, what are their goals? They want to be crazy strong, mobile. They want to look better naked, and they want to have abs. I mean, at the end, that's almost everyone's goals. So, you know, if you want that, there, there can be some variability in your program, which means every few months you can change it up and keep it. So the program I'm not even worried about. But, yes, I'm eating um, less processed foods and consuming less sugar and um and how does this your digi- ha- so how does this help your hormones? Like, like well, look at it, look at look at it this way. If we start putting all this, and I want to get your opinion on this, but if we start putting all this junk into your body, your body now is it's got this natural detoxification process that your body does every day. You know, we urine, we take a dump, we we do all these things, we sweat to detoxify the body. So uh, it's very natural a lot of times, you try not to laugh, it's very natural a lot of times when you when you eat really poorly to wake up at night with your heart racing, to wake up sweating, sweating and right, and like maybe like more, your yeah. stool changes significantly, right. you know, all this stuff's going, your body's trying to detox. So what happens is that when your body's supposed to be resting and repairing and recovering, it's spending its time detoxifying and pushing all that crap out. So I tell people it's it's very normal. And it's funny. You see The Rock with these epic Sunday night cheats and, you know, who knows if that's true or not. But if it is true, I would bet that he was waking up Sunday a little kind of out of it and maybe in like a heavy pool of sweat or and that for a lot of people who do that. And a lot of people do that on Sundays. They'll they'll have their cheat meal, their cheat day and they go overboard. The next thing you know, they're waking up Monday morning. They're not rested. That's why you hear a lot of times. Why is my energy level so off on Mondays? Because your sleep has changed. Your eating has changed. You get out of your some alcohols involved there and your body's spending all this time to detoxify. Just trying to get back to baseline, basically. I had a guy tell me once that his goal was to see his dick again. That's a terrific goal. Like, I think it's very descriptive. It's very to the point, And I don't really have to ask any more questions. Did he ask you to describe it just so he'd remember what it looked like? No, but I needed to know, like, was there any shape to his, his penis? Because then I can 
kind of craft right my training that helps with the program that helps you get get your program in there yeah that helps uh that works out what's that it's a sleep what's a sleep the computer oh shit yeah okay thanks it just went to sleep so you're good all right cool just keep an eye on that oh you fucker all right thanks yeah we're this is this is brand new for us first timers guy i know um so okay. okay You it's take, okay, we're working on it. So you, okay, but after it's going to take a little bit of time, probably, to start to get used to having these foods and you getting all that that that, that bad stuff out, right? I mean, you're yeah, going to start I mean, to I mean, feel. Let me, let me ask you a quick question. Yeah, sure. Do you feel because I listen? The thing I love about you is you like to have your cake and eat it too, in the sense of you know you 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 train, but you're going to go have a few beers. So you're going to go mm-hmm. have some food. Do you ever go overboard where, like, at night yes. you're just and you feel that right? The next day you wake up and you're a little bit out of it. Yeah, that is what I'm concerned with. It's not that if someone's eating so poorly to the point where they're gaining excessive body fat, then obviously that's bad. Yeah, but if their body looks good and they want to go have some cheats and they're look, which I'm, I've actually met a few people who look at themselves and say, "Wow, I'm actually happy of where I'm at," and I and I love hearing that. But I shouldn't have this. I'm like, well, why not? If you're having it to the point where you're losing rest, bad. If you can go and enjoy it and get a good night's sleep and wake up and feel good to where it actually helps you, then um, that's great. Then keep doing what you're what you're doing. But yeah, I think it's it, again, it, people have to understand that it, it takes some time to adapt to yes. any any type of a change. Yes. So that's why I guess it, it depends on your personality and what you can do. Some people are able to just snap their fingers and you know, like I did that with meat. One day I said um, I started to feel really guilty when I was eating meat. Um, Guilty from like a, a humane standpoint. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, interesting. Um, so, and then it just it kind of it kept getting worse and worse. Did you read a book? Was there a specific book that you read? No, um, I have three cats that I adopted because I don't buy animals, like some people I know. Yeah. So, and I just started to think about how I'd really wanted to do more to help animals, so I started to donate more. You know, I don't have a lot of time, so I was donating some money, and. I just started to feel bad. Like I'm a really big animal person and now I'm eating meat. Yeah. And I started to get feel bad. So listen, it's really easy for me to feel bad. So I don't want to feel bad. So that was one easy thing I could do. And it but was, now you don't feel bad. So n- no, I feel so bad I, all I, the time, but I'm <laughs> saying about other things, but like that specifically was an easy decision and I've never thought about going back. Right. And it's, it's nothing I tout. It's nothing I like try to like, you know, wag a finger at for people that eat meat, but for no, me... No, but you kind of do. You kind of do because you did it to me. Especially did it because I bought my dogs. No, I did it from so. the adoption standpoint, not because you're, you don't I eat couldn't dogs. Ad- I couldn't adopt. Or do you? I could not, no. That's part of the Don Saladino superhero diet? To be seen soon on Muscle and Fitness. Fry up some chihuahua. We bought our dogs because you couldn't get that breed in the U.S. You couldn't, they didn't do that one before. And tell me if someone's heard of this dog. It's Yeah. The Russian dogs in the state since 2000, so there weren't any rescue Belancas. So we right. wanted a Belanca. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that's great. That's great. I would keep the mic exactly where it was if it wouldn't say we'd keep moving. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to get those other arms. Like that's it. Yeah. No, it's like fine. That yeah, whatever it. it is, what it is. Um, but yeah, so as I said, like some people can just snap their fingers and make wholesale changes, right? Like that was one decision that it took a little bit to build up to it for sure. me, but like. After that, there was no turning back. But to change everything, to do a complete 180, that's a pretty extreme way to do it. I feel like, isn't that a good way to, you know, and this isn't the way that you present anything, whether it's programs or, or diet advice or, or any type of advice that you're, you're dishing out to clients from, from what I can tell. You don't tell them to do everything cold turkey all at once. No, no. I, I, I mean, even when I'm writing a diet for them, I'm looking at 
what, you know, where are they at? What are they struggling with? Trying to dive into the psychology of it. And listen, when I'm writing, you know, I wrote a diet for someone, I think it was today, where there was three solid meals and two shakes. Yeah. Now, we'll see how he does on that diet. And if he does really well on it, because he was only used to eating twice a day. So now I'm adding a, a solid meal and I'm throwing two shakes in, which some people would say, oh, he needs more natural food. If he, you know really adapts to it well, and I see that his body's making some change, and he gets then to a point where he's saying to himself, all right, what's next? Then I could start eliminating, I'll eliminate maybe a shake. Yeah. But if the guy came to me and he said, I need to be on the cover of Flex Magazine, and I need to, all right, dude, totally different well, conversation. Right. But I'm, I need <clears throat> to set you up for success. I'm not going to hand five meals a day to someone who is struggling to get two, and the five meal a day thing, or the eight meal a day thing, or the six meal a day thing never worked for them. That's idiotic. So, yeah. you but know, it's easy for arm, armchair critics to say, like, this is what you should do when you don't know anything about the person, you know, which I, is what you're trying to figure out. Really, it's a really intelligent comment because Thank you. over the years, you actually had one. <laughs> over the years, I, I used to walk into a gym and I was. <laughs> I don't care. Just thought maybe you had some more nice things to say about me. Don't ever throw your pen at me again, okay? <laughs> I flipped it. I actually just flipped my pen. But I was hoping oh, was you had to. It was. This Gosh. thing keeps moving. I'm so sorry this thing keeps moving. It wouldn't move if. No, I'm, I'm glad. Someone hooked up. We, we need more glitches around yeah, here. No. Yeah, we need more. Uh, screensaver still on. No, that's why. I, no, this isn't a screensaver. Oh, but, no, that's but the I just want to show. I want to give you a little tease. Look what's next. Oh! Wow, who is he? Look at that. All right. Anyway, Amazing. we'll get there. We'll get there. <sighs> We're getting there. Probably. Just made me lose my train of thought. What was I saying? You walked into the gym and you pulled your oh, pants yeah, yeah, yeah. down. I did, and everyone was laughing. Very impressed. <laughs> we have different, <laughs> yeah, different yeah. accounts. <laughs> All right, so okay. So, so. No, 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 I, I used to walk in. The, I used to walk into a gym and I used to judge, um, you know, judging coaches for what they're having their clients do. And then some of the best trainers I've ever met on the planet. Um, I've worked with uh, one one of the biggest names on, on the planet, and I remember the guy telling to me and saying, "You're not going to name drop him. How are we supposed to piece uh, it we together? We're going to save it a little bit." And I remember him turning to me and saying, "Listen, I, I know what you want me to do. I get it, and I know you're a great coach, but this is what I want to do, and I'm either going to do it with you, or I'm going to do it with someone else." Right. So I looked at what he wanted to do, and I said, "All right, listen. I, I said nothing here is offensive. I completely get it." Um, some older principles that'll definitely work, but you definitely need specific mobility and specific movement. So I'll make you a deal. Give me 10 minutes of workout, 10 minutes to just focus on the things you need to focus on, and then we'll spend the next 45, 50, you know, getting your pump and working on your shoulders. But his shoulders were so messed up and he wanted to go overhead and certain things that I just felt weren't necessary. And then gained his trust and then in time suddenly the overhead pressing went to like a half kneeling landmine press. You know, suddenly um the upright row, which he really wanted to do, you know, we started focusing a little bit more on rear delts, or I had him lower the upright row so the AC joint wasn't coming into play and we weren't getting all that pinching going on in his shoulder. So it's just, you know, I think it's people's comfort level. But but one of the one of one I'm of my lost. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. You just said I thought we were talking about clean eating. But we just we just went on to the gym and coaching. You want to go back to cleaning? Let's go back to cleaning. No, no. I, I wonder. I do want to wrap it up, like in, in in a way of that that kind of buttons it up for us because I think you it's, led me into the gym. That was your fault. <laughs> it probably did. It's okay. I did. I was trying to catch up. Um, it's okay. But so <clears throat> at the beginning, you don't need to go spend a ton of money on supplements. You no. don't need to. I mean, really, if anything, you want to spend a ton of money on Whole Foods, but not a ton of money. But you want to spend your money on you know Whole what? Foods you know, you just, may not even need to spend money. Really. 
Go farm? No, 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 no. Listen, you steal. Buy food. Buy food, which was something you were doing beforehand. Make different choices. Let's see what happens to the body over a two-week period of time. I don't like adding supplements in until, like, months down the road. Like, when someone's starting up a training program, they're like, I want to get on creatine. I want to get on this. I'm like, listen— those supplements are great, but let's let's use it when we need it. Like you're you're a newbie, you're someone who's just going to be getting stronger naturally in the beginning. Let's let's hit that wall and then let's maybe introduce that stuff in so we can actually see if it works or, or not because people respond differently. So, but I also think that uh, people use those as a motivational factor. As a motivational factor, but they also think it's going to to, to cure some of their shortcomings <clears throat> when it comes to diet, right? So yeah. it's like, oh well, maybe I had some more. Uh, booze last night than I wanted to, or maybe I ate like shit the other day. So I'll just take this and it'll make up for it. Or maybe I'll burn more fat or my metabolism will be, you know, it, 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 but it's all like, I don't know. It's like, if you really want to do something, it kind of is. You really could spend simple. the money on it. You could spend the money on it. I'm not yeah. telling you you don't have to, but if you don't have the money to spend, it's, right. it doesn't mean like, don't use that ex- excuse. Like, well, I can't spend on supplements. And no, but you know, I had people reach out to me like, you know, I can't afford food. And I'm like, listen, I get it. But you or like to eat organic and oh, this is yeah. unfair and I can't spend money on or, or organic. And I'm like, well, can you go through how many nights a week do you eat out? And they're like three times. I'm like, well, eat out once. Right. You know, take that extra money that you're wasting out of dinner and probably the alcohol you're drinking and put it into your organic food. But also, you know, for beginners, food quality. And I know that's something you talk about a lot. Huge. But is there a major difference to you between uh, organic foods and non-organic foods? I think it depends on where it's sourced. That's because, you, you know, I, I think like anything else, there's there's real organic and there's fake organic. Yeah. And, you know, do we always know, like going into Whole Foods, would I assume that there's some stuff on the shelves that say organic that's not organic? I'm sure there is. I'm sure some farmers maybe skimp and cut corners. You know, when I go to a farmer's market, am I assuming I'm probably getting a higher quality if it's reputable? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But like... I just got to do the best that I can. Like, I can't, like, I'm traveling. I'm away with a tour player. You know, I was away with a tour player uh, at Augusta, and there was a Whole Foods, and we went in. I'm not sitting there going, this is really organic. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> You're not buy the people? freaking food. Yeah, like, buy the freaking Sniffing food. Sniffing, the, like, the pear. You know, like, it, eh, smell some pesticides. You know, like, plus, I, and I want him knowing that he's, yeah, t- yeah, dude, it's 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 organic. Like, why am I going to want to put something negative in his mind but before he's going to play? Like, just, right. no, the food's fine. Do the best you can, right. and you're going to be just fine. No, you're I think that look, that's, that's you know, a really good point, is do Doing the best you can. Like, no one's perfect. You're going to slip up. That's kind of what, you know, you, you've you told me that you build into every program. You, you build in those. The, the do, you eat, do you eat 100% organic? No. Right. I do not eat 100% organic. Now, when I'm at home and I'm meal prepping, I am eating 100% organic right. because I can control that. Mm-hmm. But, man, several times a week I am eating out or maybe I'm short on a meal or – you know, I, I drop a meal and, and I, I've got to go to Chipotle or I got to go so to. The, is that what's called? Yeah, it's called Chipotle. You didn't know that. Isn't it Chipotle? Uh, whatever. Chipotle. How do you pronounce it? caramba. This new place, Cava, now is open. You know, yeah. we might go into, we might get, you See. know, and it says that, you know, it says that the foods are free range or grass fed or whatever. Whether. Whether it is or it isn't, like, what am I going to do? Like, just go eat. Like, let my, mentally let myself think I'm, I'm getting the right thing. And if yeah. it's not for some reason, I'm not living there to the point where I'm going to be consuming all those hormones. And, and, you know, to be honest with you, even if I was living there, I'm still doing a lot better um, than most people. My body can detoxify from a lot of these. Well, from 20 years of, of doing things as best you can and doing things right and training, I mean, you're in a different position than, say, like somebody that's morbidly obese wanting to just, like, get down, you know, to a, a weight that's manageable to where they can feel oh, 100%. semi-good every day. 100%. What was, the, what was the biggest success story that you heard of 
from obesity? Have you, uh, or, or even in the magazine, people who write in, or is there anything? I mean, I, hundreds of pounds, right? Yeah, I can't really re- recall anything specific right now, but yeah, like, and those are always great to read about. You know, amazing. But one of the women that I'm working with just right gave now, a treadmill, right? Yeah, we just we delivered a. We thank you, Trueform Treadmills. They hand delivered it from. They they literally drove a treadmill up from Boston. No charge. Met me in Chicago. We dropped That's it off, awesome. and they turned around. And they drove back, and I really can't thank them. Thank them uh, enough. But um, she, hopefully, they set it up. They didn't just dump like the no, no, no. Out. I actually like, had to, I actually had to help carry it in. Yeah, Don was like, "I got this." Put it on his back. Yeah, exactly. One arm. But um, you know, she was eight hundred seventy-two pounds, and when we did her diet, we she had she has to buy her money of food with food stamps. So when I originally wrote out her diet, I didn't know that she didn't have money and right. I'm, I'm, it's okay for me to talk about this, but I wrote out her diet. She's like, I can't do this. And I'm like, Laura, and I can mention her name cause I post a lot about her. I'm like, you agreed that whatever I told you to do, if I'm doing this for free and right. you know, you're going to do it. And she's like, no, you don't understand. I, I don't want she explained to me her story. And I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. So she's lost over 500. She's lost around 500 pounds so far in three wow. years. And she did that on you know, she hasn't been eating any anything organic until recently, and she's doing the best she can. But what did she? How did she do that on? She did she did that on learning to walk again because she couldn't walk at eight hundred seventy two pounds. She did that on, she did that on moving around every day and setting up a walking schedule. And she did that on eliminating processed foods and cutting back on table salt, where she was consuming an obscene amount of table salt a day. We we eliminated that, and I mean, she most was, Americans do, I think, from. It's amazing. What, uh, yeah, a lot. We'll eliminate the table starch. Start, start substituting Celtic sea salt or yeah. pink Himalayan salt, something with trace minerals. But again, it's in a lot of process. It's, it's it's hidden in a lot of foods, and most people are going to look at like the fat content or the carbohydrate content. The sodium content shoots up on a lot, like soups sugar, and, yeah. salt, you know, processed foods, yeah. soda, all that stuff. You get rid of that crap, and you don't. You know, honestly, that's the stuff you just don't need. You can get rid of that crap, eliminate that from ninety percent of your week, and you right there. If you don't change anything, you're going to see a significant drop. All right. Well, there we go. It took a half hour, but I think that last sentence basically sums it up. I think that, that's all. We, we could have said that in two. But that's good. No, it was good. No, and I appreciate it. We got a few more beginners topics to rip through. Let's um, do it. Cool. So, okay. Corex. Oh uh, no. Yeah. Fuck it. Core exercises for beginners. You go first. I want to hear what you have. Well, first of all, I think we should talk about what the core is and isn't. And it's sure. not just your rectus abdominis, your six-pack, you know, muscle, your abs. It's it's more than that. It's, I mean, and it's it's funny because is it just basically everything but your limbs? Yeah, really, I mean, <laughs> it, God, I always think of the core as being made up of, like, everything from, yeah. like, here to here. Yeah. And... There's very deep intrinsic muscles. There's very, you know, your diaphragm. You know, this is all involved in that. So I think there's so much more to core training than people think. I, I know one thing I've really implemented into my core training over the last year is diaphragmatic breathing and getting my ribs to expand. And because so That's many of us, I want to start doing. Yeah, that. so many of us breathe up in our lungs, and I have noticed that. Listen, I almost cured some hip issues that I had in the past because, you know, I have a, I have a, a cam or, a, or a, a, a pincer, a little bit of a slightly torn labrum. Guess what? Join the club. Everyone has a little tear, right? <laughs> that, that knob is moving. I'm, I'm so close to ripping this thing off and breaking it over my well, head. Well, I, 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 thought, I thought your guy fixed that. I thought he came in the first thing out of his mouth. Well, you fix the stands. It's not really fixed. Good fixed. job, brother. <laughs> it's okay. <clears throat> It's okay. It doesn't bother me. No, it's okay. We'll just leave it there. But, um, you know, just from learning how to breathe through the diaphragm, and I'm talking two, three, four minutes a day. And how long did that take you? And how do you know if you're doing it right? 
Well, in the beginning, you're very, I was very insecure with it because I didn't really know what the sensation was, and I played with some different positional breathing. Some... So you played with yourself and you figured it out. Exactly. Cool. That That's exactly sense. what happened. So hope if, if, can they put that up? But no, it's it's like anything else. Like you're gonna get into it, and you're not really gonna believe in it, and then you're gonna start being like, "Wow, my body feels good. I'm warming up, and my my stretching and my my mobility is improving." And then out of nowhere, um, you might stay away from it for a couple of days and be like, "Oh wait, I feel tight." And then you know what what really got me was over the last year. And yes, I've been working on this for years, but it really kind of clicked. Was I remember going away on a golf trip for like three four days, and I did not stretch, and I did not. I'll work out at all, but I relaxed and I laughed a lot and just enjoyed myself. And I remember coming back into my mobility drills, whatever yeah. it was that Tuesday. And I was like, bam, I was getting right into positions. And I realized, cause I was out breathing fresh air and laughing and I was relaxed and my whole nervous system re- relaxed. What were you it, laughing about? I just stopped. What was like, the joke? Um, Guys with blonde hair, you know, facial hair. Dirty blonde? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. They're hilarious. Amazing. No, I, um, see, I don't know how to relax. I'm not even kidding. I've forgotten. I've forgotten. Well, you have to to do something to relax. What do you do to relax? Nothing. I forgot. I'm dead serious. My my relaxation time right now is when I train. That's the. When are you happiest when you're out of work? When you're training. Well, with your family. Obviously, I know you're going to say that when you give us that bullshit. But that's answer, not but bullshit. That's true. Like, no, when I see my kids smile course, at me, like, no, it's like, no, it's, it's incredible. Bad. Like, it's, it's nuts. But can I... you disconnect? No. Right. Okay. So and if here, you went on vacation with your... I haven't gone on vacation in yeah. a long time. Yeah. And, like, my vacations are work vacations where I'm doing stuff because there's projects that I want to get off the ground and I need... I felt in the past that I needed to be the one to do it because I wasn't... I didn't have all the pieces to the puzzle. So mm-hmm. rather than wait, uh, I'm impatient. So I just decided to do it myself. It did get me away. I got to go to a bunch of places. And the best thing was my wife was with me. But, that's awesome. But I can also be, look, I can be intense in that sense to where um, like I can be, you know, jokey and have fun. But when I'm trying to really put something together, work on something, it's really hard for me to detach. Thankfully, she knows that about me. But I've, look, I've done transcendental meditation courses. Um, I've read uh, parts of Belisa's book. I forgot the name of it right now. I think it's just called Breathing. Breathe, yeah, yeah breathe, breathe, yeah. yeah. So, um, and I've spoken to her and I interviewed her about how this can be beneficial. I've spoken to you about it. She's great. Yeah, but, I, I but even her. lately, like, I'm just not, like, I'm trying to figure that out, how to relax. And I think part of it is... Uh, being connected, screen time, uh, trying to get that off. And this is really, I mean, this is this has helped us out a lot with a lot of different things, but it's also I, ruining our, it's ruining our lives. The X? The X. X. Oh, okay. You have the four? X, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Still using the four? <laughs> but yeah, it's but it's weird. Like, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so it's it's just, it just, to me, it's like, I know we're getting off topic of, of, of core exercises. But no, whatever. but it's really not because breathing and relaxing and laughing, um, I believe because you're 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 getting your diaphragm to expand and you're getting your nervous system to relax. I really do believe that you are working those, as I said, intrinsic core muscles, and you're, you know, you're able to get into different positions. And if you can get into better positions when you're exercising or working out or doing playful things outside, you know, your core is involved in almost everything that we do. So yeah. um, I don't know. I, I just think that they're all kind of tied in. I, I want to get the most out of my body, and I'm going to do that by, like you said, meditation is not something I've been good with. Like it's no, very difficult. It. It's very difficult for me. I, I do it, but it's very difficult. See, I'm. I want to do it more. My wife took the class after we moved here from California, and um, 
she's in the same way. Now it's very difficult for us um, right. as we're we're not even really sleeping a ton. We're kind of up and up and down because of right. the, the the baby. Um, this has nothing to do with oh, like, kind of does. I mean, the, the whole breathing aspect. But no, I really I think I'll loop back and. So I think it's like, uh, what is having a strong core? What is, what is who cares, right? Like, what, why, why do I need it? Says well, somebody. I think it's I real, you know the uh, best the that best was example just me being somebody else. No, but the, Don just blows right past. I'm a stranger sitting here talking. I'm to trying me. to explain it to you because you obviously don't know. No. <laughs> um, Did you believe that? Did you believe no, that was no, okay? No, no, I gotta work on no, that. No, you gotta work on that. See, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm off kilter right now, but this thing keeps moving. It's no, I know. Terrible. It was supposed to be. Fixed. I'm thinking just mounting in the wall. Maybe. I think that's the that's the go to because it's driving me insane too. Every time. is that punch out? Wow! What is that? It took two weeks. I never saw that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that was up last week. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No way. Yeah, you were busy not listening to me last week. Yeah, just talking. <laughs> <away>. <laughs> just talking. <laughs> um, all right. So a strong core. It can. You know, I think it's important to answer these people's questions with uh, why. You know, posture, balance, that, and I think Person. staving, you know, carrying heavy weights if you're going to be squatting. People don't really associate with core strength or deadlifting. Uh, that, that How about just functional things in life that we that need, like picking grabbing, up the groceries grabbing, or, or grabbing, grabbing your baby yeah. out of the crib? Like, out of a tree. That's where I threw yeah, her the other day. I mean, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, try, try pulling a baby out of the crib if you hurt your back. Mm-hmm. You know, I you're like my, suddenly like, yeah, my teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> but, um, or like a hacky sack, just kick her around. The, I would that would hurt it. your back. Yeah, I guess it would. That's a bad joke, too. Let's move on. From it wasn't that. the worst. That's bad. I've done worse than that. <laughs> Just... <laughs> but yeah, so there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of muscles that are, that are involved in it, and there's a lot of benefits to it. But, you know, I think, again, when people think of, of core, they're just thinking of, of abs. So they start to just crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah, I want to train the core. Yeah, but... Yeah, I don't... Like, like uh, oh God, who was it? Shape Magazine uh, did something with me yesterday. And we were talking about the stir the pot exercise, which is when you're on the Swiss ball and you're clockwise, yeah. counterclockwise. And like, well, why is that better than crunches? You know, you train the core when you're picking up weight off the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, you train the floor where you're carrying kettlebells. When you're in a plank position, yes, your core is getting work. When you're just crunching, yeah, you might be feeling a little bit of a burn in your abdominals, but you know, everything else is stabilized. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no like your lower back is stationary. Your body has a brace. You know, so I want this, like wearing weight belts for years. If you don't have an injury, like I used to, I used to squat with a weight belt when I was 18 and then I got rid of it. And because my thought process and what I learned was let your abs and your core act as your weight belt. Well, it's bad for your back. Well, my back's great. So, you know, I know a lot of guys who squat without a weight belt. That's my weight belt. That's your weight belt. It's my weight belt. I carry it all over. I like it. Yeah, I smash oh, people yeah. in the head with it, too, if they've got a problem with me. I like it. If a chair's not around. I like it. I love it. Say you do an assessment, and somebody can move properly, and you're A-OK with, you know, your your, your seven-point check uh, to see how they're, they're doing. What are some basic exercises that, that are going to – I mean, would you start them with things like just deadlifts, pulling stuff from the floor and squatting? Yeah, I, I, I think if they, if, they, if they pass a screening and I can and I notice that there's no big red flags, and I might get them doing a kettlebell deadlift, mm-hmm. something really simple. If, if their range of motion is messed up, I might elevate that a little bit. Any reason why you'd start them with a kettlebell over, say, the bar or a trap bar? I just find it's a lot easier when teaching it to focus on the hinge 
stage, mm -hmm. finding the bell, um, having your hands between your legs, almost a little bit of a sumo, not necessarily a sumo style, but your feet a little bit wider. Right. Just finding space, it's a little bit easier to kind of teach early on. Um, and if they're, listen, if they're under, if they're under trained, if they never trained, um, you know, grabbing a 24 kilo kettlebell is going to feel, you know, a little bit, you know, 50, 60 pounds is going to feel a little bit stressful. Now, when would I exhaust that? And when would I move? Math for me. No, oh no, no. But when would I move on from that? I move on from that once the weight starts getting too heavy. Like, yeah. like let's, um, let me allow them to be as successful as possible. You know, the deadlift can be for a lot of people, a very technical position to get into. And there's a lot of variables in keeping your back, you know, your spine neutral and keeping your chin packed, which is what I teach and weight distribution. Can I'm trying to allow them to be as successful as possible. So yeah, exercises like that is low hanging fruit, but teaching a hard style plank, I think is really beneficial. When I say hard style, I mean, not trying to hold it for two, three so minutes. You put your palms flat and then pushing down and like getting really, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I'm getting my forms and exactly get my forms into the ground, getting my palms flat and almost trying to separate and rip the floor apart and just creating tension in the glutes and the upper back and teaching them what it's like to really brace the body. I mm -hmm. might be moving around kind of almost like pal palpating, you know, their their lats or their legs or their hips just to try and get them to slightly move so they learn that sensation of creating tension in the body. And I'm teaching those basic things. And then we take those principles and we apply to the push-up. We apply to the pull-up. You know, for me, a pull-up, a push-up, it's a plank. It's it's getting into that brace position. And when you teach them those basics, and yes, we could still bench press and do all that fun stuff, but learning those basics is something that most people I, – I, I see advanced trainees, or they consider themselves advanced trainees, like guys in magazines. They don't know how to do a push-up properly. They're leaving their hips low as they're pushing their upper body, and they're just compressing those discs, discs in the spine. And they're like, whoa, what? I know. That was just caught. Yeah, I slip. caught that. I caught that. Discs. discs. Yeah. But – you know, why, why, like, like, why, are they in great shape? Yes. We can add much more value to these lifts if they do them properly. Okay. So when I'm doing a push up and I'm just, I'm, I'm in a, pl like a, a plank position and I'm just thrusting my hips, that's wrong? Uh, yeah. All this time. Well, think about it. you and you see people do it where they're almost like leaving their lower body and their upper body's doing this right. and their lower body's moving, but it's kind of hanging out. Where's all that flexion and extension coming from? It's really coming from the lumbar spine. So I would rather the entire body be stiff and raise and lower together in one piece. Okay. So that's where you'd, you'd start somebody out. Say this fictional person. Mm -hmm. um, you'd start them out that way rather than just like, you know, what would be an advanced? Okay, give me some, give me some examples of an advanced uh, core movement that somebody that has years under their belt that's what, what, what would you run them through? Something um, like a you know, trainer something like no, that? No, I mean, I don't even really go to that. It becomes a little fluffy. The they, suspension they, well, turn. That's, well, that's the yeah, okay. Is some of some of them do. I mean, naturally inverted rows and push-ups. And, no, no, no. And, and um, mountain climbers and that stuff. It's good stuff. But you know, you know, if someone's advanced, like. But it doesn't add a degree of difficulty. It it does. It has a degree of difficulty. I'm not. I'm arguing whether you're hitting the core any more than doing, say, a plank, uh, a plank touch, okay. or an ab wheel rollout, okay. or a stir the pot. That's my argument. My argument is, all right, you're, there's all these variables in the mountain climber. Like your heart rate is, is elevating. Your legs are your legs are working a lot. A burpee, a bur perfect perfect example. Like one of my most hated exercises because the majority of the people out there, you can perform it properly, but most people cannot perform it properly when they get tired. And, and do you think that's because they're still trying to rush through it? They're not. They're not yeah, breaking the movement down. They're trying to is. rush through it, but also like you're almost a burpee is combining a core movement with a cardiovascular with a ballistic. So walk me through a, a, a technically sound burpee. God, a 
technically sound burpee. I don't even know if I know how to teach it because I'm just like, but I mean, I just I've never had anyone do a burpee. But technically, you've you, never had anybody do a burpee. I've never had anyone do a burpee. I've never had anyone do a burpee. I would rather train their core with an exercise right. and then get them on an aerodyne bike and crush them on the aerodyne bike. If I'm trying to have them do high intensity, why am I going to combine two movements together where something's going to give and something's going to go to shit? Well, it gets me tired, burns fat. I'm like, all right, dude, well, let's go do hanging leg raises or let's do uh, bear crawls or let's go do plank touches or let's do ab wheel rollouts and you want to feel that sensation let's feel it with something that we can kind of keep our eyes on and monitor a little bit better and a little bit more safely and you want to get your heart rate up man then fine let's go over after the versa climber or let's go over to um you know the the airdyne bike or let's go do shuttle runs you know or let's go to the track and do 400s if you're that advanced like there's there's other things that I can get a lot more out of people on the burpee it's like you just see people and they're like they're exhausted and they're going through the range of, uh, they're going through bullshit you know this bullshit movement and their backs moving and their and their positions all off and then after time they're like oh well my my hips are hurting me and my shoulders hurting me i'm like cuz you look like shit you just you're at a crossfit gym and they told you to do 100 of them and you 80 of them i'm sorry 90 of them were terrible so you, you know insult it, them you look like no, shit but, that's no, why but no, no the no. movement looks like oh, shit that's why. and they and, and but that's bad coaching right that's bad coaching bad coaching is when you turn to someone you have them do something just for the sake of getting them tired and not looking at all the other things going on in that movement. Right. That's bad coaching, and there's more bad coaches than, than there's good ones. I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you do burpees? I do. Um, but but you do them for a purpose I also. do them for a purpose. Did right. I do them before that? No. Right. Never. But it's, You do them because you have to do them almost for the uh, OCR races, correct? Yeah, but I think about, like, I'm going to be on the ground pushing myself up and likely having to jump and pull myself up at some point. So there's times where I'll just I'll combine, you know, like it's not – super novel here but like combine a, a burpee with a pull-up um or like you know i'll just start to, again i'll start to just make make shit up because right. i'll think i'm gonna have to use it anyway but no but i get where you're coming from too because even when um you know uh, in in spartan races specifically you screw up an obstacle and you have to do 30 burpees so i see a lot of people just not doing them properly and i mean maybe i've probably gotten there too at some points where it's just like well just do you, kind of well do you need around. to them do you need to do them properly is there any quality control on it, or is it no just there, there isn't because i'm not doing them in a competitive sense but i do them properly because that's the way i do things that's the way i want to exercise sure but most people would say well i'm going to do this the way where i can conserve the most amount of energy well, because most I'm people the, are the worst no no i'm just kidding um, seriously though think about it but the, but, but you're training for a purpose correct but so I also know. have a quick, something you said too. So you said versa climber, and you said aerodyne bike. Now, if it's you know gym machines, if I'm a beginner that wants to use machines, I think it's you know there's difference between resistance training and free weights. And like, so if you're going to choose machines, um, what would I choose? Yeah, what would you choose, or what would you suggest somebody use? Well, I, I think, think out of the gate, if someone's a beginner, I'm not really getting, I'm not really steering them to high intensity interval training because. Um, you have to have a really strong foundation to do something technically high intense mm -hmm. t intensity. Right. And what I'm trying to do out of the gate is I'm trying to develop a foundation and making sure that we're not going overboard with the training to where three, four weeks they get injured or they're exhausted. Explain foundation. What is that you're Foundation just means like that your body can support the activity it's doing. Okay. So, you know, when I'm working with a golfer, my number one focus is foundation first. It's making sure that they're resilient and that they don't get hurt and their body can support them swinging a golf club a thousand times every so day. So at no point do you think, wow, like, I want to make sure uh, his ass looks good in those plaid pants. Not, in, not, in, not, not with a golfer. I would think that that'd be my first be priority as a golfer. 
I'd say, take a look at this dumper. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I don't know where that came well, from. Well, I mean, do you, do, you, do you take that approach with OCR racing? Are you saying, I got to get my ass looking good? Or, you know, oh, yeah. I, I, it's, it's, it's absolutely. I, it's, it's appearance first, man. No. Always. You got to look good. I always look like a mess. But that's fine because I'm married with a kid and I'm all right matter, with it. Yeah, yeah it's all good. I didn't do my hair. I'm all good. Uh, well, I don't shave my neck today. Yeah, yeah, that's, terrible, that's when you know it's okay. true love. But it's no, but like no, I I know what you mean like you're you're thinking, but you're thinking about specifics first. So when you have yeah. somebody that's coming to you, there I guess is there any reason that you'd want to steer them to machines first? Would it be just to I mean because you're not really. Yeah, you know. the only way it's a great question. So why would I want to steer them ever to machines first? Yeah. I think if they're call it their neuromuscular coordination, mm-hmm. call it their their ability to control weight properly, if they're such a newbie or they just have no idea, and I'm not saying this to be insulting, but they have no idea where that pattern lies. Right. Like, you know, I, it's happened before. I, in the past, I've handed someone like a preset barbell to teach them how to bench press, and they're like, Yeah. It gets flat out dangerous. I might want to say, All right, let's see one. And if I see it's that bad, I'll put my hands on the bar and I'll guide them. And then after the set, I'm like, Great, perfect. Saw everything I wanted to see. Let's move on. Like, that's it. I'm like, Yep, that's it. Because I don't want to make them feel bad. Right. You know, I'm trying to allow them to be successful. And then I might bring them to a machine and say, Same pattern that we just did, but see how this feels guided. Now we're sitting there, we're developing those endurance fibers. They're understanding that pattern. Even if it's on a like a horizontal chest press then if i bring them back to a bench press in a few weeks remember the machine same thing we want to try and stabilize that as much as possible but i'm only doing that with machines if the technique is you know that bad to where i'm worried about safety right or i might go back to machines if someone's advanced and they're focusing on bodybuilding and they want to get some blood in there or you know i know we were talking about pat davidson last week and he's doing a lot of work on the kaisers now where he's able to literally pump out you know um you know uh, move weights it's not even weight it's it's with air compression now where yeah. you know it, these are like advanced techniques that i think are really great for body composition training and we'll get you stronger um you know there's there's a place for it but yeah, it just it doesn't mimic any. It's not three dimensional. You're you're not moving in three dimensions, and you, or you don't have the ability to. And you're not, as you said, you're not really experienced. Like you're not going to move like that in, no. in life. So no. I guess it's like it's guided. It's like that's why I don't love the Smith machine. Like you can right. get on it and just be like this, and, and and the bar's moving. Control the way the bar moves or the way the dumbbell moves. Like that's a strength. So just is go skill. lighter and focus on your technique, or have somebody sitting there critiquing it. Or sure. just go to Don's house with Come these. Come to my house. Right. Or video yourself. Yeah. Like all of our cam- all of our phones now have cameras. Like there's not a week that goes by where I'm not videoing someone else or myself performing a movie. What does that mean, Don? Like where are you in the bushes? Like yeah, I know. Like who? There is. I don't know why you're having old timey uh, video thing. So do you do you use machines ever? Or not really? Because your your style of training, the ob- obstacle course racing. People would say, well, there's absolutely no purpose for that. But here's the thing. Like, I haven't really, like, I haven't run any, I've only run one race. No, I've run none in 2019. In 2018, mm-hmm. I ran two. But one of them was, like, it totally beat me up. And yeah, in the fact, death like, race, right? Yeah, it beat the shit out of me pretty good. So right now, I'm kind of in flux of just training to when I get a, t- when a chance, when I get the time. Like, like, yesterday, I think I trained 22 minutes. The, t- the day before that was, like, 13 minutes. You right, know what I mean? Right. It's it's and some of it's really intense, but it's whatever my kid allows me to. So it's it's a lot different for me even now. But um, I don't really. I mean, like aerodyne bike, sure. Like uh, you know the the manual treadmill, yeah. 
Love those. Oh god. <clears throat> um, I don't know why I would like, like uh, I don't love it like that. I mean, we're just friends, but uh, I don't jump on. Or maybe you know, like like pulleys, like a lat pull down. Sure. Like sure. that's you know something like that. But I'm not jumping on like the bench press machine and like bench pressing. Like I just it, I don't see it. I don't see a benefit to me right now. Right. Sometimes so. I'll jump on that stuff if I'm. Uh, God, a couple of weeks ago, I, I walked into Bed Francis Powerhouse, which you mm-hmm. know well, and I was just not feeling 100, percent and my back was a little bit achy from a lot of the hockey I was playing, and I just, you know, it was maybe the one time in five, six months I didn't want to throw a bar on my back or, you know, into a rack position or whatever it might be. So I got on a hack squat, which I've done once in the last year. Mm-hmm. I got on a machine hack squat, and I just got some blood in there, and I moved around, and it felt great, and it gave my low back a little bit of a break. And I woke up the next day, and I felt a little sore, but I felt good. And like, I think sometimes, you know, mentally, getting into doing all the same, all that the same stuff all the time, like variability is cool. I think people take variability in the wrong direction, though, and they just start doing way too much different stuff, and they never really improve. So, okay, another question was, uh, how do I start beginning bodybuilding? Right, so Beth Francis is a hardcore <laughs> gym, and it's it's kind of the same thing as anybody, right? Because you got to learn the fundamentals, you have to build a foundation, you've got to start somewhere. I want to get your two cents on this, sure. but how I would do it is I would um, I would train someone coming in to a beginner, like day one, probably the same way I would train someone just trying to develop strength. Yeah, I would get them again to lay that foundation down. Like some of the best, greatest bodybuilders ever, they were, had powerlifting backgrounds. They did very basic programs. I'm yeah. not like spending time with this guy, like going around and like lateral raises or rear delts. Like, no, I'm getting some big lifts really strong. I'm yeah. focusing on some type of horizontal press, like bench or dumbbell bench. I'm focusing on a military press. I'm think, focusing on some type of a squat, whatever his body allows or hers. And I'm focusing on a deadlift. And then after that, after I get those four foundational lifts really strong, then yeah, we can start adding some accessory stuff in. But um, I think the goal early on is strength. Mm-hmm. Get strong. Some yeah. of the best bodybuilders ever, Ronnie Coleman, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. these guys, say what you want. They're strong yeah. dudes. Yeah. These people could, like Franco Colombo, they can move weight. A lot. That's why I love the 70s and 80s bodybuilders. Yeah. It's because these guys were like Olympic lifting and they were bodybuilding uh, and they were powerlifting. And you look at their bodies and yes, things were different like the synthetics they were taking, but a lot of them had these thin waists and they had these big, broad shoulders, and they can move. They were, mm-hmm. like, athletic. You watch them running on the beach in, in old mm-hmm. video shoots with Joe Weider and Ben Weider, and yeah. you're like, wow, these guys were, like, athletic-looking, you know? Yeah. That, that's it, a great look. It's different probably, I guess, what, is Dorian who would consider ushering in the mass monster? Yeah, era? Dorian, I really so, think, because that was after Lee. Weight, but. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, like Lee Haney was, yeah. Lee, it went from Lee Haney who won it eight times, right? Much different aesthetics than, than Oh, Dorian, my God, yeah. putting Lee, Lee Haney up against Dorian, right. I think, in my eyes, was the biggest transition ever mm-hmm. in bodybuilding from, like, this physique to that physique, they were completely different. Yeah. Um, they, they might be two of the biggest transitions ever on stage yeah. to win an Olympia, if you, if you look at if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, and there's other things that go into beginning bodybuilding, which um, <clears throat> or being a beginner bodybuilder, deciding or figuring out um, the economics of it, how much it's going to cost for your food. Yeah. How much, you know, that meal prep is huge and how often you have to eat. And also, like, yeah, you have to decide whether you're going to, uh, you know, take drugs or not. Like, that can determine whether you place or whether you just are wasting your time and money. You got to tan, you got to buy the sparkly outfits. Like, there's a bunch of stuff you got to do that I think it, it's more to it than just 
training. But yeah, on the training side of things, it is like you got to get the technique down. You got to have a foundation. You've got to start. You've got to start somewhere. Right. And, and if, if you talk to some of these bodybuilders now, like Sadiq Hatsevik, he, him, and I were having a conversation the other day in the gym. He does not miss a meal. Mm-hmm. Most of the times he's going to a meal and he's like not hungry. He's got to get that meal down. He's got to get those macros and those calories down. This is not eating is becomes a full time job. Yeah. And most people are kind of like, I can't put size on. Like, what'd you eat? You know, I had three meals today. I'm like, dude, you can't get enough calories in those three meals. You would have to get to put size on your frame. You'd have to get like 1500 calories a meal. For the for your height and your weight to put to be in a, a caloric influx yeah. to even see some weight gain, so like people just don't understand what it what it what it takes unless you're there. These bodybuilders, man, they like I, I give them drugs or no drugs. I give them an incredible amount of respect for what they have to put into dieting and training, and you are not getting to that level unless you are obsessive compulsive to an to an extent and yeah and yeah you like, have, oh, i don't feel like eating today i'm gonna do that no you have to get your meals in or it will show on your physique and the typical physique out there doesn't understand it because if they miss a meal one day or or, or, or they or they have a really good day of eating they can't really see it in that one day yeah if i if i turn around and i and i fast one day or if i decided to which i really don't do but if i decided my body would look completely different at that day's end than it did the day before right hands down you know, I thought you did fast. I might throw IF once a month, but it's it's not it's not for a weight loss thing. It's just to give my my digestive system a little bit of a break. It's gonna give my mind a little bit of a break. It's sometimes mentally brain clarity. It feels just really good, and um, you know, I, I I do like mixing things up from a dietary standpoint. Every you know every several months. Okay, but that's another topic. People who aren't yet feeling ready to go to the gym want to work out at home or maybe it's like me and you just don't again i have no uh, my gym i'm no i'm not loyal to it it's across the street dumpsville and uh (laughs) but some people don't want to work out with equipment at home or they don't have equipment at home and there's nothing preventing you from getting a good workout without equipment that's you know i think you don't you don't always have to move massive amounts of weight um but if i'm coming to you and saying um, like I do, Don, oh, Don, help me. Like, no, it's, I never do that, but you never do that. I, but if you did, I would be there for you. You did. You'd be like, get out of here. It's like, don't, no, um, <laughs> give me, you know, how am I going to, what would you recommend? What would you stay with the basics? Would you say push ups, just squats? I mean, some people well, I mean, want to get, fortunately when, I mean, you even told me you didn't have a lot of, um, equipment in your space, but you have some really effective and very functional pieces right. of equipment and you enjoy it and you love it it almost sounds like kettlebell yes, that's heavy put that down i know good rack position thank you very right. impressed by that look at that you no know taught me that and i got pictures to prove it. i love it do some swings with, with, with this later on fantastic um yeah it's funny it reminds me of the summertime summertime rolls around i got a little jungle gym outside and the jungle gym is as simple like yes it's a move strong unit but I can use a swing set if I had a swing set. Because yeah. a swing set, I could do pull-ups, and I could probably figure out a way to do dips. I got and a Ninja Warrior rig that I, I got uh, hooked on trees at my mom's place. So if, you, if your kids have a swing set or if you don't have it, or you can go down to your you know town park. Let's say this. You don't, you don't have a gym, and you're like, it's the summertime, and I don't have access to a gym. I'll give you like at home or going to your town park where you actually have you know some you know monkey bars or whatever it is. Go get a kettlebell. Like you have push-ups, you have a you have a you have a kettlebell. You can do carries, you can do swings, you can do get-ups, you can do goblet squats, you can do overhead pressing, you can do pull-ups, you can do lunging, you you can do all these. You can sprint. Like you don't need it. You can crush ultra cans. 
<laughs> you can crush oh, ultra no ultra game, but that's We're what I'm trying to say. Is you don't need you, you don't need you don't need <clears throat> much. You don't need anything. So, you know, if we don't have, or no, me, uh, I'm I'm person who wrote this. I got nothing right, and I got some stairs. nothing. Like you have, you have no. Piece I got of stairs. I got right. stairs. I got a chair, maybe. But I mean, I don't really even. I guess I could use the chair to maybe elevate my feet if I'm trying to do. But like, I could really just. I don't need that much. I mean, I could really do. I could lunge. I can squat. I could do push-ups. I can do bear crawl. I, all the things that you we could do. You could do plyometrics. You can even line up chairs and yeah. get a. You know, find a big metal rod, line it across an elevated chair, and you can do inverted rows mm -hmm. if you want to do some pulling. You can do some prone cobras for some posterior chain and working on those postural muscles, push-ups. God, you know me different. Like, I don't care how strong you are. You can have a 600-pound bench press. A one-arm, one-legged push-up is probably the, for me, it's really the test of um, total body tension. And if you can do that, you are a strong savage. One-on-one -on -one leg push-up. So I, I use Maybe it as like an opportunity. Like but use that as an opportunity to get stronger in a capacity that you're not maybe used to doing. And then those other lifts might get stronger when you get back to the gym if you have access to one. So do you have you ever met anybody that can do push-ups without um, their hands? hands or feet? I'm not saying they have stumps. I'm saying they just go up and down. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. Probably not. That's impressive. Yeah. I don't know. Is it possible? Like I mean, your feet can be so strong, and your legs can be so strong that you can actually plank your body out. And I can't do that. I don't think I can either. See, I could do the worm. No, that doesn't count. Smack your nuts on the ground. Yeah, and those yeah. are. I stopped doing those when I hit forty, um, which was last year. But point is, you don't need any equipment. No, you, you don't need anything. I, I mean, it's it's it. Here's the thing with me though: like, I can do that for a little bit, but then I'll need something. Like, I'll need to just just for my own, just just to freshen it up. Like, I'll, even if it's a band, it could be one band. So give go get band, give me a go kettlebell. get a functional movement. Uh, get, go go get some functional tubing. Like just a band. Go buy a suspension trainer, a TRX or a Jungle Gym XT, which is actually half the half the price. Go buy some kettlebells. Like that right there. That's your gym that can literally. Like, I can get a full gym that could legitimately store in, in half the size of the circle between a kettlebell and some bands, et cetera, and then you are golden. I want to talk about some kettlebell moves. Is that all right? Yeah. There he is. Let's just take a minute and take it in. I wouldn't even consider that a kettlebell move. That's just me doing a lunge or a split squat in a rack position. Well, there goes Don, just, like, totally blowing through that. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, look at your hair there. Way different. Way different, and I've got no facial hair. That's not even there. <laughs> no, um, but so you, I think in this you're doing, uh, you know, a racked reverse lunge. Like, uh, so why... You know, talk me through this. Talk me through the benefits of this move and why you why you work it in. I love the rack reverse lunge because there's incredible amount of strain on the the anterior chain. So like the abdominals, the anterior core, um, the hips are opening up. There's a balancing component, even everything down to my toes. So something that people don't think about is is getting some good extension out of their toes. The toes, like how we wrap our feet up in. Shoes, it's no different than if I was to put a cast on your hand every day for 10 to 12 hours. So I was to do that and you're taking your hand out, you're suddenly losing that dexterity and that ability to move your fingers. So that's one of the reasons why I like to train barefoot or even in ons is because I can feel the floor a lot better and I can, 
I can extend my toes, which really helps out the rest of my rest of my body. But man, having the having the weight in front of me like that, it's incredibly safe. This is way harder than going into a goblet position. This is another question I have. Which yeah. one say, you know, structurally that looks you look sound. And you see people at the gym like this. Yeah, but by the way, like, anyone walking kettlebells yeah. around like this, no. I don't understand how like they're not screaming. Be where you're pain. strongest yeah. to press the weight. I am strongest here to press the weight. If you're a woman, naturally, because God's will, <laughs> you got to come out a lot wider. I don't get it. You have to come out a lot wider because there's obstruction going on. You can't get your hands. If someone, the woman's big breasted, Sexist then she can't. On. Okay, sorry. Gosh, sorry. Um, unless you're flat chested, then you can get your hands in. But these are things that, as a coach, you have to take into consideration. So hand right. position's important. So when I'm in this position here, first off, I'm not only training my lower body here, I'm driving my elbow down in my ribs. I am getting an incredible level of lat engagement. So right now, because I'm in here and I'm holding whatever that is, 28 kilos, 24 kilos, 20 kilos, whatever it is, I am working on my press without even pressing the weight. So my lats are becoming strong and mobile. My shoulders, I'm developing strength and tension in my shoulders. My forearms getting a lot of work. My abs are getting a lot of work. My hips are opening up. There's a lot of benefits to this movement. So it's not just, you know, it, lower, it seems like a lower body movement because you know, it's a reverse lunge, but you're using it to... The primary mover would be lower body, yeah. but it's it's a full body exercise. Right. So, but, I mean, but that's also, you're, you're, you're not, you're paying attention to everything. You're, you're paying attention to everything head to toe. You're not just letting, you know, things slide. And that's, that's also the way people get hurt. Right. And you know what? That might not be a good, um, a good um, selection for someone. I mean, they may not be strong enough to get into a rack position yet where... I might remove weight or have them just hold weight in a standard position by their sides. And that's great also. Um, sometimes with athletes or people who, you know, we've already exhausted the grip on and maybe the lats or these other areas of the body are getting really, really tired, yeah. then might, that might be an opportunity to get the bar in their back or go to a safety squat bar or maybe go into a rack position like a, like a front squat reverse lunge if they have that type of mobility. Yeah. So th there's... You look different here. Man, but, yeah, no, that uh, was this is a um, different move, but obviously that was my prep for flex. <laughs> so seven years ago, this is you know a standard lunge. Uh, you know what? What is the difference? Hands down, if you if you, if you have the if you have the weight down, you, you know, know I got to be honest, I, I can't even tell the difference. It, you know, you can't even tell like the standard lunge in a still frame and a reverse lunge. I know. They should look the same at the bottom. Yeah. Um, but a, but a standard lunge, again, your weight is moving in a different direction. So where you're stepping forward and back, now I'm stepping in a reverse position. And um, listen, I mean, they're going to hit a lot of the same areas. They're going to hit the quad, the hamstring, the glutes. Um, again, we're still getting that same extension out of the foot. You know, you're definitely stretching the calves out a lot, working on that balancing component. But, you know, sometimes people have a more <clears throat> difficulty in one and less than the other, or vice versa. What about know? those kicks? I mean, would you would you train in those kicks? Like, I mean, it's it, oh, those you are know. flat sold. Those are flat sold I mean, Nikes. I can't tell what those are. Those are like old school basketball shoes. Yeah, I think I thought I don't know if they're like a, a variant of Jordans, but like I don't know. Like you know, I've seen it's some a lot of people use Chucks. Yeah, you know, something flat, and a lot of people just have shoes that are I understand lifting, Chuck's but... being flat, and I, I get the purpose of it. The problem with Chuck's on me is I've got big feet, and they really pinch my toes together. Yeah. So when I squat, Narrow. I want to really splay my toes. So when I'm in there, I feel like I'm almost in this position here, which is making it a lot more difficult for me to use the floor. So, um, yeah, I mean, lower body, I really will train barefooted. Um, maybe Vibrams, like if I'm going into a dirty gym, I might pack that just because I want to. But otherwise, like upper yeah. body and everything else, it's like, you know, whatever. That's there me. he is again. Yes. So, so Turkish get up. Turkish get up. Now this is a move you worked with me specifically on, and oh, God. Yeah, it's 
it's yeah it's is this a move that you would uh, they introduce to beginners no um it's something that um depending on their coordination and uh, depending on how they're catching on to things if it's something where I'm noticing the client is having a lot of inefficiencies in the way they move. If they're having a difficult time with instruction, I'm definitely not showing this yeah. for a while. Like we'll 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 show that on a day where we just want to work on technique, and I might add that with no weight into like the mobility portion of the program. We might do it weightless, where we're just going through five minutes of it, not to a point where they're like, all right, enough, I want to work out. But you know, time your, and place. Your poor leg. What happened? Got, Got cut, cut off. Because <laughs> there, yeah. there, there it there is. It is. Yeah. Poor Don. Listen, it's a, it, it's a phenomenal movement. There's no best exercise, but this really does almost everything. So This is part of a kettlebell complex that you put me through. I love um, it. I mean, not I this it. specific from the shoot, but I remember it was... And look, I wanted to work on the components, and I, I well, you got good at it quick. It was easy for you. I mean, you 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 were like. But I never had any, look, the thing was I never performed that move. Like I never felt I never performed it because I've tried it and I just never it never felt comfortable and I never even uh, step by step or watching tutorials, <clears throat> I just never felt it. So to have somebody there with me to critique me was really really beneficial. So that's why I can I still use it. I still use. Uh, the cadence that you showed me, which is really helpful. Uh, I would love to see bodybuilders when they are after a big competition. I would love to see them start to utilize a bell for a week or two or maybe three. Almost rather than taking off completely, making it stupid easy where they can just get into positions and train their brain a little bit differently and utilize their joints a little bit differently. I, I stopping them? Well, I think a lot of them just aren't, you know, they don't really understand what it works. I think a lot of them are, are so used to, listen, they want hypertrophy. Okay, so they want to they wanna get as much blood into the muscle and create tension, and that's great. I still believe that you can get a hypertrophic response from the kettlebell. I still believe you can put muscle on from the kettlebell. Um, but most importantly for me, it's being able to, to move weight and develop mobility. The combination of flexibility and strength, flexibility and stability is mobility. Having the, the ability to be able to control the body throughout positions, that's being mobile. That's truly being mobile. So for, for me, I would have, if it was up to me, I would take every bodybuilder for three weeks and just really, like, as they're re re recovering and repairing, it might be, um, you know, uh, three weeks of, like, 30 to 40 minutes of bell work at, like, 50 to 60% type of intensity. Right. You want to just stare at this for a little bit longer? No, I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. You're good? Okay. Yeah. Didn't know if you had enough. I don't like the guy anyway. Now, difference between, like, goblet squat. It's a great movement. But are you going bell up? Do you, what, what are um, you going to do? I would, and why? Um, the only time I would really go bell up, I mean, so, sometimes we call bottoms up, but yeah, you know, you want a little bit of a different stimu stimulus on the forearms. Um, it, once you start getting into heavier loads, you're definitely going to feel it from a balancing com component. This yeah. is going to be a lot more. So it's kind of like that. I know he's jumping, but you know I what I mean? Like... I wouldn't hold the bottom up like that. I would never hold it from here. I don't really see the point of that. It's almost like holding it from here. It's no different. I would hold the bottom up from here. Okay. I would hold it from the horns. That's interesting. That's not even. See, most people I know, including myself, I don't hold it from the horns all the time. Like, I kind of I do switch it up, but... Uh, but I'd like to know why I should use that. No, well, more. what I'm what I'm noticing is if there's if there's a reason why, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's jumping. Guy, maybe that's, maybe it's jumping, yeah. and maybe he doesn't want the horns up by his chin where he can potentially catch it. Maybe this is a little bit safer. I don't know, but the reality is, is by holding it in the horns, that's where I'm getting. It's a lot more difficult to grip from here. If that if that weight's a 28 or 32, that's going to start getting hard. You know what that is, right? 
mess with the bull, you get the horns. Um, single kettlebell front yeah. squat, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, what would I look at there? I mean, are you just looking at the overall handsomeness of that model? That's some. That's he's got some, great hair. He does, right? He's got great hair. He's got a good physique on him. He looks like he's in shape. He's getting into a good position. That five o'clock shadow is pretty. Why is it? I guess it's more than that. His his arms drifting up a little 10, bit. 30. So this is this is my question: <laughs> Is that his strongest place to be able to press? From? It looks like he, it looks vulnerable for his wrist to me. Yeah, he, he looks like he's in here. It looks like he's breaking his wrist. But my question is this: When I teach anything with a bell in the rack position, where can you press from the strongest position? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. I don't think so. Now, is the bell so big to where he can't get in that position? I, I don't think so. I, I look, because up here, he's able to do it. He's doing that a lot more a lot better. Then we squatting down his he's letting his elbow track. So or yeah. travel, sorry. And we screwed up big time because we cut off his hair. His hair's phenomenal. The best I mean, part I, of I, it, I yeah. give the guy an A plus plus on hair and I'm curious to know what his product is because I can use it right now. <laughs> You're out there. Uh I guess just a walk. Yeah. Right. Um God, a one-arm rack carry. Yeah, whatever. Unbelievable. There's no, is there, Talk about why is there no board. universal language, by the way, in, in fitness? I feel like there's a million different names for like a million. For, because for people want to brand their own stuff and they want to call it like their own exercise. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the, you, have the, you have the Russian swing and then you have the American swing. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, the American swing is up here. And if you're yeah. swinging the bell this high, why don't you just snatch it? Why don't yeah. you just finish the movement? It doesn't make any sense to me. That's uh, the Americans giving the name. I should be supporting it, but I think it's kind of stupid. The rack carry, rack one of carry. I, 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 I add kettlebells into I, I add walks into probably every one of my clients. Yeah, so I, in a rack position, <clears throat> in an overhead position, in a, in a standard farmer walk, in a punch out position, yeah. I have them walk away. This happens to be one of my favorites. Uh, I would second guess the shoe choice. I mean, it's a little too much blue happening, too much but blue. whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I respect what he's trying to do. I'm not, you know, I'm not like. He's got a great build. He's, he's, he looks like he's in good shape. So. I'm clearly not like the fashion guy, but you know, yeah, whatever. What do I know? Like, he needs a little more color. Um, I want to talk about this specifically. Yeah, that's the setup position for the one. Yeah, I mean, that's kind which of, actually is pretty good. I mean, he's in a pretty good position there to set up. That okay. This is what I want to talk about because a lot of people don't get into this position when they swing. No. They don't start from here. And why is it important to start from here? Well, you wanna. I always consider it as like hiking a football. So you want to have the weight in front of you because the idea of the first movement of the swing is to throw that weight behind you as much as possible. Uh, possible. And the biggest mistake I see is people standing the weight up, mm -hmm. but then they have no momentum to get the bell started. Yeah. So you got to get some momentum to get the bell. So if you're starting it up, then out of nowhere, you're out of position, you're doing this weird humping uh, motion, and it's not the most efficient way to swing a bell. When I'm swinging a bell, I teach hard style, which means I'm trying to swing the bell as uh, obviously perfectly as possible, but as um, viciously as possible. Because at every ounce of that swing, especially at the top, I'm creating tension in the body. So though my heart rate's going through the roof, <clears throat> I'm working on tension techniques, which is helping with strength, and it's helping with uh, developing muscle. Do you wear shorts that high? I don't, actually, you know, I started wearing higher shorts this year, <laughs> last, last summer. Do you just want to show off that thigh? The thigh, yeah, I got good thighs. And you gotta watch the package from falling out. See, I, if you it, don't have it, that problem, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my thighs are gross. No, um, I, yeah, I just, it, it, if it hits below the knee for me, that's a little too much, but like, that seems a little. He's got great hair. Yeah. He's got great hair. Yeah. All yeah. right. Same thing. Um, top. Okay, so the top. It's kind of hard with bodybuilders, right? To kind of, I don't feel like they really do these moves much. I, I don't want to put any words in, in this gentleman's mouth here, but 
he may have done this just because we asked him to. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I would have to see the movement, but from my expertise, I am going to make the assumption that he's really using his front delts yeah. and his arms to raise and lower the bell. The bell, when you're swinging it, it should be a hip-dominant movement where the power and speed and the strength is coming from your glutes, your hamstrings, and your core, and the arms are just acting as levers. Okay, so he looks just a little stiff and a little rigid where he's strong enough to be able to hold that weight. Like, I'm strong enough to take this weight and hold it up here. Yeah. You can almost tell that there's no fluidity. So either. almost like he's trying to get that, that tri to hit that tricep so it's good to picture, which, yeah, I, yeah, I, which I understand. You no, know, and, and look, does it look like his belly's bowling out? Which, it does. Which, 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 which means he's going to yeah, extension. Yeah. yeah, so like that, that's, and it, again, it goes back to like... But that's, but listen... It's not. It's not what he does. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not. No, I mean either. He but can probably get it really quickly. But no, no, you know. I'm not trying to bash him either. But I'm trying to say like, but the way that you suggested to do it, and the way that you taught me to do it, is you know you hit it at the top and you want to hit that that plank that plank position basically, and you're you're combining. If we were to freeze you in that position, which is exactly where he is, I want to come over and literally be like, boom, boom on your lats, your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes, and I just want to feel tension. Well, I would. Not allow you to do that. Yeah, yeah. I would not allow you to do that. He's pretty jacked though. He's pretty yoked. Yeah, he's he's got muscles. Muscles. Um, I don't know if I'd ever do this. Uh, This is called. uh, So this is almost a modified Sabicus press. So um, or you can call it uh, probably because it's with a a kettlebell. But he's almost in a Sabicus position, which is he's in almost a ninety ninety position with his torso and his legs, and he's doing an alternating press. So um, I I know Sabicus press is is something that I really. Enjoy. I mean, I'll typically have someone do it with dumbbells. Um, I didn't get to finish. I was. I mean, I wouldn't do this. Like, he looks like he's holding more weight than I can handle. And with my shoulder compromised right now, I wouldn't want to put myself in this position to where I could possibly it could go out where I'm using heavy. Like, I could see myself doing this, but it. He looks like he's just manhandling weight that I, well, I couldn't handle. Well, right listen, now. you know, not to knock. He's got great hair also. These guys have all sure great does. hair. Sure um, does. Looks now, like his shoes are clean, too. Look what he's doing with his left shoulder. You see that? Yeah. When you're pressing, the, the difference between pressing with a kettlebell or a barbell and dumbbell is that a barbell and dumbbell and bodybuilding, they're trying to create tension mm-hmm. in the shoulder capsule. With a kettlebell, a lot's coming from the lats. So when you're pressing, notice how there's space between my shoulder and ear. I'm not in here. You see this? Yeah. So what he's doing there is he's taking a lot of principles from bodybuilding because he's probably looks like a bodybuilder to me, yeah. and he's taking over the kettlebell. Listen, it's fine. If you want to use the kettlebell to, to, to work your shoulders, fine, but you're going to get a lot more out of your posture and positioning, and, man, your press is going to get really strong if you learn how to use that lat. And plus, uh, I just, you know, standing presses with the kettlebell is, you know, you've taught me – I feel like I've said that a lot today. You taught me, but like when we when Thank we worked you. like tension techniques, we were doing it. I love like, that. See yeah. what you just did? That's yeah. fantastic. Like, release, yeah. yeah. So it's like that's the way I've been Irrida- doing. Irradiation. I wasn't going to try to say irradiation. It. I think it's I pronounced. I always say the word wrong. It's either yeah. irradiation or no. It's irradiation. It's when you. What about irrigation? Hmm. How Organic about farming. Irritation. Irritation, like you're doing to me right now. Immigration. <laughs> <laughs> Imitation. <laughs> Uh, uh, inflammation. <laughs> inflammation was yeah. All right. Anyway, flatulence. We said enough. Yes. <laughs> How about that one? So okay, uh, Renegade Row. Uh, I wouldn't do it like I don't know. Like it's okay. I, I usually do them with dumbbells. I feel a little bit more secure, especially when they're on the ground. I don't know. Like in 
Maybe I'm just not. I don't know the. What would be the benefit? The only of doing benefit. It on the the only benefit with doing it on the kettlebells is that you've got to be a lot more stable yeah. from keeping that kettlebell from flipping over. Because yeah. I've seen it happen when that bell flips over, which can easily do. And listen, maybe she has enough stability and blah blah blah. But if I have a newbie or if I have someone who's even um, intermediate, there's no reason why I have to have them do it with a kettlebell. I'd rather them ha- do it with if I chose. Call it what you want, a renegade row, a plank row, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, I, don't um, I don't even know what it's called because there's so many different written names. But um, I would do it with a with a dumbbell. But putting a, a good drill that I do, take your phone, put it on. Like if I was to place her phone on the lower on her lower back and just say, make sure that phone doesn't fall off. And that's how you're supposed to do it because if you're because people ask me about foot width, you know how wide should your feet be? Once your feet get so narrow to the point where you can't keep this phone on your back because your hips are moving too much, you're too narrow. You know what you are? You're kind of like Mr. Miyagi when he took Daniel yeah. into the lake. Wax on, wax off. No, no, no. He took him uh, into the lake crane to kick. balance. Yeah. That's like you. With that. and, oh, and he fell in the water. He's yeah. freezing. Remember that? When am I going to learn how to punch? You learn punch. You learn, you learn balance. Yeah, that's yeah. a good voice. Yeah, well. What else do we have? Uh, well, we got nothing here. We're gonna we're done with this, but we are gonna try something else. Um, I also just want your opinion on a few things. Sure. So that was some kettlebell stuff. <clears throat> I thought that was pretty good. Thanks a lot. But oh, first of all, yeah, we should probably talk about ad title. No, um, <laughs> I don't know how this works. This fucking thing, ad title. This Tom Hopper. How does this work? Just wanted to be worked out. Okay, so. I don't really have any prepared mark, remarks here. This is just our latest issue. Sure. This is a way to plug it cheap, you know? No, no he looks good. <laughs> this guy looks good. He's on a TV show? Yeah, he's on the Umbrella Academy, which is a Netflix uh, show. It's cool. a, it's a It's a series. Looks good, man. Looks like he works hard at his body. He's tall, too. He's, like, super tall. He's a lot bigger than you'd expect. Like, than you'd expect. Um, yeah. Because, you know, he's he's definitely, like, slender, but he's a big, tall 6'3", 6'4"? Six, six, yeah. 6'5". Six, 6'5". Five. Six, five. Beast. 7 foot. He's seven, seven three. three, basically. Seven he's three. No, he's very boy. large. Yeah, all that type of muscle at that size is really impressive. Yeah, and uh, look, I mean, he's got nice white teeth. Yeah, that's really good. But no, I mean, he does work hard. And the thing is, this is what I like about working uh, with with guys like him. And I wasn't actually able to go to the shoot, but he's he lives it. He's super into this lifestyle. Oh, well, obviously, look at yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, Tom, Tom Hopper. He's not a guy that's just getting in shape for a role. Like this is something he really digs. Which is <clears throat> really cool, right. and uh, we can just make that its own segment. So we can just erase that from our actual thing. So thank you. Sure. So, okay. <laughs> add title. Should have added a title. Um, so yeah, I want to get a couple, just a couple of gifts that I think we should go through. Tony Little. Is that Tony Little? It's a gazelle. No, yeah, it's that Tony. guy. It's Tony Little. Right? Yeah, it's Tony Little. I remember him. Yeah. Did you ever have that oh, product? Never. Never even tried it. Have you, I've tried it. I think I've tried. Oh, look, wait, no, I have. With I, the looked arms. Just, I, I remember looked, I think I hit myself with the handles. Yeah, I look just like that. And uh, what do you think about that hairstyle? Hairstyle's amazing. Um, See? Again, I can rip apart that any hairstyle's movement. terrible, and you know it. I would, I would wear my hair like that if I could for a day. Would, would you? Just one day. Would you ever shave your head? Yeah, I, I have. Really? Would you do it again? Would you like no. to shave it? No. No. You have too much at stake. You're Don the It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Months. It doesn't matter. No? No, no, no one gives a shit about me anyway. So I'm sorry. You're wrong. wrong. Thank you. Wrong. I love you, dude. You're wrong. Um, All right. Totally what about little. this? Awesome. What, is that, what does that make you think of? Uh, he's, got, he's got good package going. No, I was talking about the word. I was talking about the sweat. Oh, what do you, what do you? I'm sorry. Dude, get your head in the game. Sorry, dude. Um, is, that a move, is that a move that you, you teach people? 
routinely how to do? Is to it, an extent, is it, is yeah. it trying to no, hoop? Is he trying no, to, is to he an extent. Without good, so much... Is it good for hula hooping? Yeah, without so much, you know, sexual heat, you know, getting them to move their hips in a circular motion is important. Like, you want to... I read, God, I read a great line today and I forgot it. Actually, can I, can I read it to you right yeah. now? Yeah. It's right here. Although I feel like she's outperforming him. Don't you think? This is cool. Look, just, this is called just ignore me. <laughs> this is the best part. Watch, watch this. This is fun. So there was a movement today. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I'm not even here. Ah, the best posture is the one that is constantly changing. If you aren't finding movement variability in your daily life, you better find it with your training. And uh, this is by Eric Cressy, a strength coach that I highly respect. And he writes mobility. If you don't use it, you will lose it. All right, and there's something to be said about that. So you can look at that and, and, and point the finger and, and, and make fun, but the reality is-, is I didn't make fun, you made fun. You made fun. No. I said he's got a great package. I'm gonna you, tell you, Eric, you, I'm no, gonna you, write to him and say, this is, oh, I spent No, you, you said I said package, and then, you, and then you made fun of me, and you know what? I was paying him a compliment. I was just saying it was obviously too hot in there. Um, they, they may have cranked up the heat. This microphone's driving me nuts. Yeah. How about this? Um, Who is that? Who is that guy up front? That's Steve Weatherford? <laughs> no, it's Sub-Zero. Is that Steve Weatherford? <laughs> that looks like Steve Weatherford. My thing is this. Do you really <coughs> think that there's a treadmill that could handle Sonic the Hedgehog? He runs so fast, and there's no way he would fly right off of that thing. No, it's, you can use a powerless treadmill. It'd be fine. Well, that's different. But that this seems like just like regular old box gym. His, that form is, his form's a little off. I'd like to send it to Derek Hansen, world-renowned running coach, and get some critique. I would it. like to know, yeah, is he heel striking? Is he going to have some No, some I think shin, it's, shin, I, Derek would say, I think his hands are getting a little bit too high. I think they might be coming back a little too far. It's all right. Is that Steve Rutherford? No, dude, it's Sub-Zero. Sorry, next. Sub-Zero. Do you know where that's from? Yeah. Um, the Running Man. Well, actually, yeah, you're right. But it's also from Mortal Kombat. Well, you asked me, and I told yeah. you I. It's from The Running Man. What was the line? Was it like, Sub-Zero, now Plane Zero. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like Sub-Zero, now Plane Zero. I or, wish I just, I wish I kept Sub-Zero was the one saying? Better knowledge. No, that was uh, Dynamo. Dynamo. He was the opera singer. Yeah. I watch a, a tremendous amount of television. So. Oh, Buzzsaw was the other one? He had to split. Captain Freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. All right. What uh, I, what's that? Shake weight. No, is it? It's a shake weight. Oh, I thought it was. I don't think I. I might have tried a shake weight once. But you probably did it as like a joke, just like I threw this up there. But seriously, would any? Why would anybody buy into this? I think. Listen, I, I think they probably tuned it on just people buying it as gag gifts. I mean, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. I wonder how much it made. We can look that up. Do you want to keep this on longer? I think it looks great. Next. Um, is this the way that you normally tell people how to exercise? Oh, no? God. Like, oh. Is that a... <laughs> She's trying to do a back extension on a glute ham raise. A glute ham raise happens to be one of my favorite hamstring and glute exercises, and she's incorrectly attached to yourself. I've screwed up, right, in the gym. Uh, I remember once when I was just getting started. I went to the gym, didn't have a training partner, didn't account for the bar weight, so it put way too much weight on. Came down right on me, like right on me. Totally had to like 
Yeah, but like, never have I done something like this to where I've just done a face plant like for no reason. I've tripped. I've I've smacked my finger. You know, cut my fingers in between weight plates. But this is. I have some gym bloopers. I mean, I've got. I I had a weight plate. I I had a weight plate fall off of a, a squat rack right onto my bare foot. Like an old rusty plate. Oh, uh, you, you break your foot? Broke, broke my toe. This was years ago. And it was bleeding. Um, Did you cry? No, but... I would have. No, it was pretty funny. Doesn't Steve Weinberger was there, the owner, you know, who I happen to love. But yeah, Steve's a good guy. He turned to me and he said, uh, are you all right? And I went, I don't know. And he goes, you're all right. <laughs> so like, you got nine other toes. I'm like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like, I'm, I'm all right. I was like, nice. You hobbled out of there? Yeah, I was like bleeding, like on the leg press, like bleeding from my big toe. Um this is a uh, new cardio craze, actually. Do you know who that is? Amazing. Yeah, that's um, what's his name? He's a, he's a TV host right now. Um, no. Perez or whatever the hell is. What's his name? No. Who is that? AC Slater. Yeah, Al- but Albert, Albert Clifford. AC Slater. What's his name in real life? This is real life. God. Do you know where they are right now? Bowling alley. Now the Max. Probably having a snack. Which episode is this? I'm just curious. Uh, it's the one where they dance. <laughs> I think there's like, a dance party. This they're like season the one, four, episode two. This may be the one where the sprain made an appearance at the end, but it was uh, Screech and Lisa. Hmm. Hmm. But, um, I mean, look. Lisa was in the striptease movie? Or what, what was no, it no, that was Jesse, dude. Yeah, I remember that. That hot tub scene was pretty awful, but it was fun. But she can't dance like this. She cannot dance like this. But, I mean, this is, good, good. this is good cardio pretty, work, right? Yeah. I mean... I listen, dancing is a phenomenal form of cardiovascular and fun and enjoyment. And it's expression. Them. Expression. I feel sexy when I dance. So. Let's keep it on for a second longer. Last one. I don't, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. She ain't, this is she, a home... she ain't making it. Yep, I knew that. I saw that one. Have you ever done that at, at, nope. the, at your home gym? No, I did see a guy with <laughs> once. I saw him take an easy curl bar and hook it into the... The horizontal pull up handle, so like the easy curl bar is here, and he's going to this is the greatest thing ever. And I'm watching him in the corner, and he's pulling himself all the way up. It's kind of impressive. He almost did like a like um like an inverted row, his body, and the thing slipped out as the bar is on his chest. And I saw him ride it down to the floor with the bar on his chest, and he hit the ground so hard, but popped up so hard to see if anyone looked and looked around. Oh, and I man. said, I saw that, and we all just started laughing. That's awesome, phenomenal. Um, I didn't do anything like that, but in my so I got the trap bar in my in my home gym because it's like I can't have an a, a, I can't have a standard Olympic bar in here. It's too big. Yeah. So I've already like scratched up the wall, like like dinged mm-hmm. up some stuff. So that's cool. But okay. um, yeah. Have you ever done that? No, but I think I'm gonna try it. I think no. It looks very dangerous. life fitness trip. No, it's a Star Trek treadmill. I think. I don't like those treadmills. No, I'm kidding. Um, what do you that- think about that move? Is that something you'd recommend? Honestly, no. <laughs> no. Not, I would not recommend that. Gonna fall. They're going to fall and they're going to kill I don't know what's left. This is a good move, though, right? Looks like some bench protractions to really impinge the shoulder. Interesting. I gonna, like the left foot ticking. You are, you gonna, foot. are you going to steal that move? I, I, was, I, I belonged to a Planet Fitness back in the Did day. You? No judgment. No, no, I had to. It was the only gym that was around and that I could afford. I was broke. And I would go there during the day, and uh, I really hated it. It was horrible. Even more than the, the, the gym that I go to now, which is dumpy as well. Mm-hmm. Just both of them were the shits. Mm. Interesting. So um, there you go. Good for you. 
What about this? What does this make you think of? Uh, Gold Shim Venice? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't either. I just put it in there because I wasn't I really sure cool. how I felt about it. I think it's cool. This guy, he's, he's yoked. He this guy's is. yoked. He's definitely a large individual. You know what? I'm really glad that those shirts have kind of gone out of style. I would wear one of those. Why not? Would nah, you? No, nah, no. Nah, I nah. can't see you wearing one of those. Nah, I wouldn't wear if one. You're, you see, you, you, you dress, you know, you dress well. Thank you. Not like that. No, no. Nice guy, though, I whoever wear, he is. I don't know that is. Plus, it's like I'm I, I, I feel like I'm terrified of him. So he's got no hair, so I can't tell. How do you know that, though? He's wearing, well, he's kind of, uh, he's, he's no wearing a headband or something. I think he's got no hair. What else? What about is that, that it? I don't know. Then I'm done. That might be it. It's almost 5 o'clock. How about them apples? So Don and I want to know what you want us to talk about. So send Don a message at Don Saladino at Instagram. You can write on any of our social handles at Muscle and Fitness or send a email to reps at muscleandfitness.com. But yeah, let us know. We, we want to know what you're interested in and we'll, uh, we'll bring it up and Don will probably talk way too long about it. Like I normally do, but we might actually answer your question, so make sure you ask us. I'm Zach Ziegler. This I'm Don Saladino. Don I can introduce Salatino. myself. That's fine. And, and this is this Muscle, is and, muscle fitness and Fitness Reps. reps. So, this <laughs> till next time. <laughs>